Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's your time for the, your weekly update on all the royal news you absolutely want and need to know. Need to know. Need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. We love the Facebook group, so absolutely, just hop on in there and say hello. And please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. As has been very much established, we we read every one of them. Indeed, we do. And we need them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, you can send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. And this week, we are talking about the royal wedding. I mean, I don't know that I love when you call it that. But yes, it's Princess Eugenie's wedding. It's okay. just days away. So here's the thing. The royal wedding between Meghan and Harry, and then also the royal wedding between Kate and William. Two of the most important days of my life. Yes. I just want to relive that. So while, okay, that's fair. That's while fair. the Eugenie wedding is not as important to me, perhaps, mm-hmm. although I, I love her. I, yeah. I feel bad. I'm it's okay. Backtracking it's, on that it's statement. Okay. It's okay. Anyway, it's a, a royal, royal wedding. wedding. A royal wedding. Okay. And we're also talking about Kate's arty outing. Yeah. Uh, Keira Knightley's uh, pregnancy truth essay <laughs> about Kate. Yes. And... Pippa's about to pop. Yeah. It's a lot of sort of pregnancy themed here. Yeah. Weddings and pregnancies. That's this week. Lots of events. Yeah. And we're celebrating with our royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Our royal refreshment is a pizzerita can. From Bud Light. From Bud Light. Yeah. You know what? It's delicious. It really is. It just tastes, it tastes like an alcoholic lollipop. It's like all the sugar I need. Yeah. It honestly might be a really good thing to drink on the morning of Eugenie's wedding. Oh, yeah. Because then you'll get like so awake from the sugar and then you'll crash when it's over and you can sleep. Yeah. I mean, assuming that you can get drunk at 4 a.m. on a Friday and not have to worry about your professional life. Like me, actually. <laughs> As a freelancer, I get to do that. And I, I might. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how I feel that morning. But if it's anything like Meghan and Harry's, I was so wired in the weirdest way after that. Like, I should have been tired, and I sort of was. It's like coming off an airplane. Weren't you, like, simultaneously sobbing on your couch? Yeah, I was sobbing alone. I was caffeine. Like, I had the caffeine. It was like, a lot of emotions. But I would com- I would compare it to jet lag. But when you're excited, like, you're jet lag from a vacation, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's complicated. But I look forward to the feeling, and it might be helped by a pizzerita. Yes. So when I'm covering stuff like this, I'm sure you have the same experience. But even when it's like difficult news, I just get into adrenaline mode, and I'm like, go, 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 go. And I don't really process what has happened until after. So for the Meghan and Harry wedding, I was not sobbing until like later on. Yeah. And then we recorded and we sound cracked out. I really highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. We were so tired. (laughs) But we were so happy. Yes. So it was beautiful. Um, And... So we have an email this week. Yes. And Caitlin's going to read it. Yeah. Again, we've been getting such amazing emails. Uh, we got one in particular, which we're not going to read right now. But basically, um, so I, I was having a tough day last Friday and I tweeted about it. And one reader reached out over email to say that she was hoping I was feeling better, Aww. which I really, really appreciate that. Um, you guys do see everything. <laughs> like that a lot. Um, but this letter is a little happier than that. So. Um, Hi, Lisa and Caitlin. I'm a huge fan of all things royally obsessed. I was looking at some pictures of Lupo the other day because he's so cute and because there's so little news about Oz, which I'm with you. I just like that you would go down the rabbit hole of like, how is Lupo? 
Yeah. I, I just appreciate that. But also, side note, Oz is not the name. Well, so actually, oh, sorry. She, the reader, <laughs> Emma, or the listener, Emma, notes that. Side note, I love how they're rolling out this dog like he's a Hollywood celebrity baby. Do you think they got some tips from George and Amal on this? Are they going to put emojis over his face to protect his privacy? When will we see a picture of this dog? <laughs> anyway, I came across this great anecdote about Lupo and Prince George. Quote, Lupo was used to select the name of the Duke and Duchess's first child. They scattered pieces of paper with various names on the floor with the dog stopping at George. I have no idea if this actually happened or not, but how fantastic would it be if it did? God, I hope it's true. Have either of you ever heard this story before? Sincerely, your obsessed royal listener, Emma. Um, P.S. You both have fabulous voices. Thank you. <laughs> I love listening to you chat each week about all things Markle Middleton and attitude a la Charlotte. Don't let the salt get you down, which, by the way, is an amazing phrase, and I'd like to keep it. Yes. Don't let the salt get you down. Um, so Thank I you. loved this story, but it did strike me immediately as no way. But since it was in quotes from Emma, I Googled the quote. And I it was from Wikipedia. It's from Lupo's Wikipedia page, which, by the way, Lupo has a Wikipedia Lupo page. Lupo has a Wikipedia? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I should have known. Yeah. I think it actually might say, like, Lupo of Cambridge or something, which is so <laughs> great. Um, and it has every bit of information you'd want about the dog. And it includes this story. Um, but... I if you go to the source like Wikipedia source it's the mirror it was an article from the mirror circa like 2013 or so when Prince George made his first appearance um out of his mother and he <laughs> as if he just like came out of nowhere um and so it came from the mirror I went to the mirror article and it's not on the mirror's website anymore it's been sort of archived you have to subscribe to get to the archives blah, blah blah I couldn't find coverage of it anywhere else it's been picked up by sort of like one other British woman's site, but it all kind of seemed fakey to me. That said, you know, there were four names that they were in between for George. All of the names, as we know, as we discussed when we were waiting for Louis's name announcement, are all the ones you would completely expect. Is it like Arthur and... Arthur, Charles, Alexander, and George. Those were like the four names. So I bet it is in some realm possible that William and Kate would have written every combination of those four names and just had their dog pick one. I don't hate that image, obviously. I love Lupo being involved. Can we just say, mm -hmm. so Lupo has a Wikipedia page. We do not. <laughs> Megan's dog has a freaking book deal. We do not. What is it with dogs having better lives than us? Oh, royal dogs. And it's, oh. a, it's a family of, that adores their royal dogs, which I really appreciate. And it's one of the many reasons why I love them. So I love that. And also, anybody can make their own Wikipedia page, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'll make one for you and you make one for me. And it'll just be positive things. I mean, we could do it for ourselves, but it feels like less gross if we do it for each other. I don't know. I'd be like, Caitlin's so beautiful. I love <laughs> yeah, her. She's exactly. my favorite co-host I've ever had. Signed, um, Lisa. And then Wikipedia will have a little, like, question mark thing in brackets being, like, seems biased. Because they do that, you know? <laughs> they do? <laughs> they do. Um, okay, so that said, on the Wikipedia page, which again is amazing, um, they have another anecdote, which... I looked does seem to be true and is just as remarkable as the name thing. So July 19th, 2013, which mm, that week might stick out to you because George was born July 22nd, 2013. That week, Kate Middleton had to call the police, call the fire department and call animal rescue because Lupo got his head stuck between two uh, like bandit like the bars on a stairwell like oh he's in a God. full house episode. <gasps> so it's been like reported that's real. Yes, it was reported. I found it on 
again, it was on the mirror, actually. It was what Wikipedia links to, but I Googled it in general and I found all these American coverage. And so this was July 19th. So she was like 10 months pregnant, basically, at that point. <laughs> so it was just, which makes it even more insane. And the house where this happened wasn't Buckingham Palace, obviously, or Kensington Palace or anything like that. It was actually at her parents' estate in Buckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> I kept this from Lisa. She didn't know the story was coming and she is flabbergasted. Oh my God. I love that. Although I can only imagine like you're 25 months pregnant and (laughs) you're just like the last thing I need is for my dog to be in danger. Yeah. Well, it's horrifying at any point in your life, but now that it's over and everybody involved is safe and it's been five years, it's really funny. Yeah, we just be like, oh, Lupo. That's so Lupo of Lupo. And I just imagine from like the royal's perspective and the firm, like Kate being like, oh God, I've really like messed this up this time. Like, <laughs> she, like my in-laws are not going to be happy with me that I have to call the police because my stupid dog got his head stuck in a stairwell. Aww. I know. But again, justice for Lupo. Poor Lupo. I just want to pet Lupo. I know. I hope he makes another appearance because we haven't seen him in years. Yes. So anyway, Emma, thank you for writing in. And that's our uh, our Lupo research. That cheered me up. I know the other email cheered you up, but this cheered <laughs> me up a lot. I've, I'm so glad. I'm having a day. So today, yes. this, is a, this is a good thing. Thank you, Emma, okay. for making Excellent. my day. And thank you, Caitlin, for looking at Wikipedia. I, I do, I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research. And so this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Um, We're just going to go ahead and quote from Chris Jackson's Instagram page. Chris Jackson is the royal photographer for Getty. Yes. And he has that new book, Modern Monarchy, that is either out now or I think it comes out this month, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out soon. And no big deal. I'm just going to read it and look at it every single night before bed. Chris Jackson, will you be on our podcast? (laughs) Please, Chris Jackson, we love you. (laughs) We're working on it. Um, So he has this amazing uh, portrait of the queen that he put up on Tuesday. And he wrote, the queen has now spent two thirds of a century on the throne, an incredible achievement, 66 years and eight months to be precise. Whilst I talk in my book about a modern monarchy and how important that is, the queen. But the queen is the anchor. Oh, yeah. That the queen is. (laughs) He's not perfect, but we love him. (laughs) And how important it is that the queen is the anchor who remains omnipresent and is respected in the world over. This one is the book. Oh, this one is the, the picture, yeah. the portrait. Oh my god, reading is so hard. <laughs> it's not your fault. He has some typos in there. Um, he's a very busy man. He's promoting a book, but I absolutely love the picture because it kind of is like a Charlotte expression, don't you think? Yeah, she's sort of. It's right that she's making a funny face, as we know, but she has sort of her lips pursed and she's looking up and to the side, almost like side eye. And yes, it looks very Charlotte-y. Yeah, I just see so much Charlotte in. It's that. super it's, cute. It's so cute and. But yeah, what a milestone. So 66 years and eight months is how long she's been reigning. I love the idea that almost like a sports caster or sports writers, they're royal statisticians essentially in the wings being like, excuse me, hello, we've reached two thirds of a century. You know, that's an incredible reign. Uh, My God. How does she do it? I'm tired and it's Tuesday. And we had a milestone recently. It was our 30th episode. Was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, so we actually, we disagreed. (laughs) The reason why we're not sure is because we had fought our producers on this. They thought we had hit 30 a couple weeks ago and we were like, no, last week was 30. Last week was 30. Um, So last week was 30 episodes. This is 31, um, which is our joint age. So 
thank you guys for hanging in there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for making our lives extra fun and enabling us to keep doing this every week. Let's cheers our pizzeritas to yes. 30 more. Yeah, 30 more. <laughs> um, and 66 more to the queen. One of those is less likely than another. Anyway, um, happy. Happy, happy stuff. things. Happy, happy things. Stuff. <laughs> um, while we're discussing her, I want to qu- quickly mention that um, Buckingham Palace announced... Uh, last week that they're doing renovations on her apartment <laughs> in Buckingham Palace, which like, again, I really try not to be morbid here, but like you couldn't wait a little, just like a little bit. Just wait a little bit. Um, they announced that they're going to be doing renovations of her home in 2025. She'll be 99 years old. Um, and this is estimated to cost ooh, 369 million pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. So she has to vacate her private rooms for two years while they renovate. Um, and this is... It's not just to like redo the wallpaper. It's a safety precaution. There's like some fire codes that they're out of date for. Um, So it is her safety. But that's where Her Majesty and Prince Philip live. So he'll be like 104 when these begin. It's just. um, So I believe she's still going to be kicking because it is my grandma Ryan's 100th birthday at the end of the month. And so the queen will be just fine. But I do think that that will be quite annoying as a 99 year old. And maybe it would signify that at 99 she's planning on giving up the throne that's she's just she's gonna lie down she's like i've done it i don't think she'll ever give it up as long as she lives but i'm intrigued um and to the express in the uk a senior royal official on the condition of anonymity said the queen is immensely pragmatic and she wants to stay in the palace she said let me know where you would like me to go who's the they (laughs) you know i think it's us Mm -hmm. she's like caitlin and lisa where would you like me to go I've got an apartment in Bedstar with your name <laughs> exactly. on it. <laughs> Come swing by my three bedroom with my roommates. Um, we'll make room <laughs> for you. Um, yes, I would love that very much. But so 2025, crazy. Yeah. Seems rude, but okay. She's, again, she just rolls with it. Yeah. She doesn't mind moving around. I would. I'm, I mind now. Anyway, so that's the queen. Long may she reign. Uh, God save the queen. Moving on to her granddaughter. Her Great granddaughter. granddaughter. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. <laughs> granddaughter. One time. Woo, listen, she's very old. It could be. She might see some of her great-grandchildren's weddings. So it's she not will. crazy. She will. She will. I'm looking forward to these children getting married. Exactly. So Eugenie, we're just a couple of days away. And if you're listening, you know, we come out on Thursdays. You might be listening after the wedding. So don't worry. We'll be recapping it as soon as we possibly can. But we're talking today just a few days before the wedding. Um, but the... The preparations are well underway. We have all kinds of little appearances and things that have happened this week already. Um, so first, and my favorite, <laughs> is that the royal family uh, released photos of the two of them, of Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank, which is just so funny to me because it's like your parents putting up a slideshow at your rehearsal dinner. Yeah. You know, they're like, look at these two cute kids. And they are really cute. And it's weird because they look like normal people in these pictures. And it always kind of throws me for a loop when it's like royal people being normal people. And I'm like, oh, wait, they're humans with like feelings and have to like walk and like go to the bathroom and like eat food. And yeah, one of the photos they released literally looks like a cell phone photo of them just like being cute at a bar maybe. And you're just like, oh, right, because that's what they get to do. They are slightly more normal. Um, So I really enjoyed that. Um, We also have from, I believe, uh, people did a rundown of every single quote Eugenie has ever said about Jack, about her engagement and about her wedding. Um, I hate to tell you, reading these all together... I don't, they're very corny. Like she quotes Maya Angelou, which 
I don't know if that's necessarily appropriate. Yeah, it just uh, it's all pretty bad. She talks about being anti-plastic, which is good for her. Everyone should be anti-plastic. Let's save the world. Let's never die. Yeah. Um, she talks. I love when she says that her grandmother is granny. Yeah. I like when they say that. Yeah. She's they, like, granny yeah. actually knew right at the beginning. She was very happy as my as was my grandfather. Which they bracket as Prince Philip, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Um, or like of her engagement. I was over the moon. It was a complete surprise. It was the perfect moment. We couldn't be happier. Blah, 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 I'm not know. stressed at all. <laughs> Which, of course, you're not stressed. You have millions upon millions of dollars and you can have everyone else do the hard stuff. Or like she said, the dress is really important to me. <laughs> you know, like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. No hating. I just, it's... It just reminds you that they're not allowed to really speak like real humans. Even the, you know, she and Beatrice, her sister Beatrice were in the September Vogue UK. And that was kind of a major moment that they would do a photo shoot in an interview. But even in that, Beatrice said, she's huge is amazing. She's a very modern bride. Or that's where she said the anti-plastic thing. Or it's been the most fun process. I really recommend getting engaged. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot to do that myself. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, got to put that on my to-do list. Oh my God, um, darn. That kind of thing. But actually, <laughs> the dress thing reminds me. So she said, I'm not telling anyone who is making it, but I can say it's a British-based designer. The dress is the one thing I was really decisive about, Eugenie dished. As soon as we announced the wedding, I knew the designer and the look straight away. I never thought I'd be the one who knew exactly what I like, but I've been pretty on top of it. So, of course, the list for her of who we think it might be is very similar to what we were speculating about Megan, though, of course, we and most prognosticators were wrong about Every that. Every single person. Everybody was wrong. Um, the only person who knew was Jessica Mulroney. Yeah. Yeah. And Claire Waite Keller, because <laughs> she was stitching her fingers to yeah. the bone. So bookies are favoring Erdem. Okay. E-R-D-E-M, mm-hmm. which I probably mispronounced, but that's fine. That's Erdem, maybe Air- with more decisiveness. Erdem. <laughs> that's my British version. Please enjoy it, everybody. Oh, dear. But that's what they're favoring because she likes Erdem. But like, and I don't know. And she wore them for her like engagement announcement dress, that floral. Yeah. And also, like, remember on Megan's wedding day when she first got in the car, everyone suddenly was reporting, it's Erdem, it's Erdem. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, actually, it's Givenchy. Yeah. So that's what is favored right now. But on Tuesday, the Daily Mail published pictures of Beatrice, who is her sister and maid of honor, leaving Ralph and Rousseau. Yes. But she was holding um, a very small box, like certainly not her dress. And also, of course, Beatrice wouldn't be walking on the street with her dress, yeah. like in a box, like a plebe. But um, yeah, she's holding a small box that maybe looks like it could be mm, a hat, though they don't really make hats, um, yeah. gloves, some sort of accessory, maybe her shoes. Um, but it's sort of if you were playing. 20 questions it's smaller than a bread box kind of thing so i don't know but yeah she was leaving she was photographed leaving there in may the store in mayfair on tuesday also i'm pretty sure that she's smart enough to know that she's being photographed and so she's not going to like actually emerge from the real designer yeah like remember with kate they only caught her because they saw um sarah burton for alexander mcqueen somewhere in like the proximity of yeah. their hotel the night before yeah. yeah but even then that wasn't sure and you mm-hmm. saw her like they announced same thing as they did with megan they announced it like as she was getting out of the car and i'm sure that's what they do with eugenie mm-hmm. um again it's not as you know it's not as big of a deal but it is just fun you know like these kinds of things are fun to speculate on also so again ralph and russo uh where you may know them from if you're not a fashion aficionado is Megan wore that dress of theirs for her engagement photos the ruffly skirt with the sort of transparent top that she had put you know 
had the, them edit so that it wasn't completely transparent. The very Hollywood gown. Yeah, that was a little controversial because it cost like 56,000 pounds. Um, so yeah. Good for her. That's it. I freaking loved that dress. It was so dramatic and cool. Yes. And one of my, as you know, complaints with Megan's dress was that it wasn't like as glam and over the top. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're princesses. I want to see some drama. So we'll see. I'm excited. Um, I also I'm just like looking at this article again and I'm amused every single time I see a sentence that's referencing Eugenie's upcoming wedding to her groom, Jack Brooksbank, a tequila brand ambassador. <laughs> I know. I feel like we really need to say congratulations to George Clooney. Yeah. His Casamigos is marrying into the royal family. Yes. Officially. Like, yeah. So I'm sure you have listened to every one of our 30 episodes, <laughs> but if not um, at the royal wedding of Meghan and Harry at the private reception. George and Namal were there, and George was reportedly slinging his tequila, um, in you know, in a very spawn con way, and then also yeah. dancing with Meghan and Kate. No big deal. Yeah. And so we can only pray and also assume, yeah, that he'll be doing the same. Yeah, I think he will be invited. He's definitely on that list. Uh, we have to get some Casamigos for next episode so we can be slugging away Casamigos, for our recap of the wedding exactly um i actually have a bottle in my fridge i have to bring that um but what i know um <laughs> forgot i completely <laughs> we forgot. have been drinking together at least 30 times <laughs> I know. and i never brought Casamigos. anyway anyway um that reminds me so we have uh people also compiled a list of probable guests of course, the Brooks Bang family. Of course, the basic royal. Not basic. We love them. The the typical the, royals that you would anticipate. <laughs> but not Camilla. But not Camilla. So Camilla has other engagements that day. Really, Camilla? Which she said in like a statement, oh, I already had these things planned. <laughs> just, just, she's just in Scotland going to Scottish events. And yeah. like, I love Scotland. Like, yay, Scotland. But... I'm pretty sure you could reschedule your Scottish event. It's just event. the shadiest shade. I love it so much. I also don't, I know she does go on events by herself, but it just seems weird to me that, yeah, this couldn't, I always imagine her and envision her at events with Prince Charles, of course. And so it's weird to me that she's already going to this alone. Um, but yeah, she said, I already had things I couldn't move. But the thing about the royal family is when they do these events, they do it for press because they want to bring press to these yes. different causes and no one is going to be paying attention to whatever she's doing in Scotland. No. Even if she's like sitting around at a haggis eating competition. I'm sorry <laughs> if that sounds ignorant. I really love Scotland. I have a lot of Scottish friends. By that I mean one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, but anyway, to get to that list. So we don't have Camilla. We do have some, the usual royals. We will have George and Charlotte because they're in the wedding. Yeah, um, We'll have Megan, etc. Um, I don't want to put Harry... Kate and William into an et cetera. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, and then we have some other proposed they people suggested some pe- like guys that they think will be there. So let's see. We have George and Amal, as discussed, as probable. Andrea Bocelli yes. will be there performing. Yes, amazing. Um, Cressida Bonus and Chelsea Davy. Oh my God, yes, I forgot. I know, I know. Because Cressida both of them are uh, Harry's exes, in yes. case you didn't know. But Cressida is like best friends with Eugenie and Beatrice, and that's how she met Harry. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm really excited about that. And then maybe Ellie Goulding, because as we know, she played at Kate and William's wedding, but is a friend also of 
the York girls. And had a fling with Harry. And had a fling with Harry. So that's some that's three girls that he's maybe <laughs> slept with. Good job, Harry. At this wedding. Um, They're all James, beautiful, classy, wonderful ladies. Yes, they are. Uh James the singer James Blunt and his wife. Um, and also maybe Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber because he's also connected to Casamigos, just to keep that going. Oh my god. I know. Yes. It all makes sense. And then they also actually I said it was co- uh people, but it was Cosmo. They also speculate that um, Elton John and his husband and David and Victoria Beckham will be there because you know they're always they're always there. Yeah, um, friends of the royals. So, so yeah, that's a great list. As if you needed another reason to wake up. We also learned. Um, we talk about this every week because it keeps rolling out every week. But um, like how to watch the wedding. But we have a, yet another new announcement, which is that TLC will actually be airing it. So you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do a VPN thing. I don't have to have a youth from down the hall do the <laughs> VPN thing, which I'm literally putting in quotations because I deeply don't know what that means. And I used to work in IT. Um, you did? Yeah. I well, work in IT. When I was in college, oh. um, I manned the help desk for our computer center. That is not the same as listen, working in IT. Listen, listen, I would have <laughs> to troubleshoot the issues and 80% of the reasons why people, students and professors call the help desk, like the IT center, is because they needed password change. <laughs> so I did 80% of the work for the IT center. Or sometimes professors would call me and be like, Where's the letter P on the keyboard? I'm not kidding. Really? That happened once. Another time the power went out because we had a thunderstorm. I was working there over the summer and I had multiple phone calls from people being like, my computer shut off and I don't know why. And I was like, <laughs> guys, are the lights on? <laughs> anyway, listen, academics don't always have practical skills. Um, oh anyway, yeah, I worked in IT. So I don't understand VPNs, et cetera, but I don't need to anymore because it's airing on TLC starting at 425 a.m. on Friday. Yeah, 425 Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. So for... Our West Coast listeners, God help you. Yes. Like one thirty for you guys. Good grief. Like I'm already having anxiety thinking about it. Like how am I going to wake up? I mean, I'm going to be working the whole time. And then I have to like drive to my friend's wedding that night, which congratulations. (laughs) But like, you know, it's going to be such a busy day. And aren't you going to be maybe in Europe while you watch it? Yeah, I'm going to be in France the rest of this week um, after we record. So I'm going to be watching in real time. So it's the easiest for me. I can just watch. I don't know if I've established this, but I really just want to like take Caitlin's identity. I know. Listen, my life's really cool. Um, (laughs) I I live a great life. I'm not a royal, but I have a a wonderful life. Well, Caitlin will be watching in France. I will be watching in New York on my couch. And please tag us when you're watching. Um, You can tag the podcast at Royally Obsessed Podcast. You can tag me, Lisa Raya, Caitlin, hey, K Men's. Yes. We want to know what you guys are doing because I feel like it's going to be this big, like, you know, slumber party for some people because yeah, they won't exactly. be sleeping. Exactly. Um, for me, it will be like panic attack because I'm working. Yeah. For our poor, poor West Coast listeners, you just will stay up, I guess. So God bless you. Um, it'll be fun. I'm really, I'm very, very excited for this wedding to finally happen. And can I tell you the things I am the most excited about? Yes, please. Okay. And like, no shade to Eug- Eugenie, mm-hmm. but the things I'm most excited about. The kids. Yes. Always. Yes. I want to see those kids. Um, Freaking hats. Freaking hats. I freaking love these freaking hats. <laughs> like, bring on some royal wedding hats. Yes. And then, Megan, what's she wearing? Yeah, what's she wearing? Kate, what version of her Alexander McQueen coat is she wearing? <laughs> what color? I'm thinking beige. Yeah. I'm thinking of creamy yellow. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Kate. We love you so much. Mm-hmm. We do. And then, like, Eugenie... Also, wait, Beatrice's head, whatever she puts on her head. Yes, of course. And yeah. Fergie drama. What, yes. There's going to be some drama and I'm absolutely so ready for it. 
I need to know. Yeah. Fergie, we're here for your drama. Some other things I would like to see Cressida and Chelsea sitting together this <gasps> time. Mm-hmm. Holding hands, maybe? I mean, I have seen them in pictures together because sometimes I Google image search both of them at the well, same time. Sure. And so like, they've been at events and they're like friendly. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um, oh I would like to see the Beckhams and Sir Elton John, obviously. What if Chelsea brings her hot new boyfriend? Remember the one from the oh, pictures yes. where she makes out with him? Yes. Oh, she, I'm ready for that. They love making out on the street. I'd be really into that. Um, I would love some Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber, like, posing with Amal and George. Ooh, while we're dreaming, um, George and Amal with their twins. <laughs> or George and Amal with Meghan and Harry. Yes, all of the above. Oh, uh, oh my extra gosh, jazz I'm, now. I'm so ready to see, like, <laughs> Meghan whispering at Amal and, like, yes. they're, like, gossiping about something or maybe Feminism. they're just talking about... <laughs> They're talking about the state of the world and also yeah. the state of the environment. So segue to much happier things. Uh, Kate Middleton went out. <laughs> Sorry. Kate Middleton uh, and William went outside and they had just the loveliest time at this event. Yes. So they attended today. They made an appearance at the Global Ministerial Mental Health Summit, which is the first of its kind. And it's an event with the aim of helping countries work together on mental health issues. And so it falls in with their work with Heads Together and all the other mental health initiatives, which I think is just wonderful because I believe in therapy. Yes, we love therapy. Medication. <laughs> we love we love therapy at Royally Obsessed. We recommend <laughs> it to everyone. Um, and yes, and also this week is Global Mental Health Awareness Day. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So all of this together is a perfect appearance for mm -hmm. uh, William and Kate because mental health is one of their biggest issues. Well, talk about where they sat and I want to talk about the video. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> So every single image from this event is so super cute. First of all, Kate rewore um, an Amelia Wickstead dress, which is my all-time favorite outfit of hers. Really? It is? Yes. I love that outfit. It's a sort of a lilac-y, lavender, beautiful pinky dress. Didn't she um, wear it before? Was it Germany? Yes. She wore it um, on the Germany tour. And I already loved that uh, appearance because it's William and Kate and their kids walking on um, the tarmac up to their private plane, which is just like the most glamorous thing that they do and they're all like a family of four all holding hands in a row it's also where princess charlotte threw the temper <laughs> on the pavement which is my favorite oh my um, god so i just love that dress anyway and i loved the event that i associated it with but she rewore it today and she looked even better i think because her hair is like a little warmer and it offset the dress and this like she recently i think had some highlights done and it just offset the color of the dress beautifully she just looked like really great she looks so happy yeah they and both looked super happy at this radiant. event they looked super like flirty and cute which not that they're oh, ever no, royal baby number four <laughs> <laughs> not that they're ever unhappy with each other but they just looked like especially cute today um and so one of the photos that i particularly loved is their seat together on a bench and so Kensington Royal posted about this on Instagram and explained that the bench is a friendship bench, um, which is used by specially trained community grandmothers in Zimbabwe as a place to listen to and support people with mental health conditions. So it's kind of like, come sit on this bench and talk to me about what you're going through. Um, of course, in the pictures, they don't look like they're going through anything. They look blissed out. But it seems like they're just going through their prolonged honeymoon period, which yeah. <laughs> I, I guess has lasted more than a decade. Seven and a half. Well, they've been married for seven and a half years now. Um, but and I'm, then also dated for like 55 years. Yeah. It's very, I mean, since the 90s, basically. So yeah. I'm happy that they're so still so happy together. My my notes for this segment say, how are these people so happy? <laughs> um, I want them to teach it to me. Yes, um, please. We need some help. This is a tough time. Yes. But in case the event wasn't cute enough, they had 
an even more adorable moment. Yes. So something that I forget about Kate is that she studied art history at St. Mm-hmm. Andrews. Yes. She loves adult coloring books. <laughs> it's a fact. Lisa, I almost snorted my picture read up. I took <laughs> I knew Lisa was going to talk about this first, so I took a big old swig of my pizzerita, which it looks like it went up your nose or something. It was a mistake. It looks it painful. Was a <laughs> well, guess your life isn't looking so great now, Caitlin. I win. Oh, choking Just on pizzeritas. I love her so much. But so she loves to draw. She loves taking photographs. She she releases all those pictures of her children and yes. um. I think I read that she draws or paints or something, but I don't really remember. Maybe that's just a dream yeah, of we, mine. We, at the very least, we know she studied art, loves adult coloring books, and does the photography of her children. Yes. So at this event, there was an artist from Columbia who was working on a painting called Someone to Turn To. And there's a video that's all over Instagram, and probably you guys have watched it repeatedly because I have watched it repeatedly. <laughs> and so Kate and Prince William approached the artist, and also they're like, followed by a photographer, so it's not like a, a private moment. But then the artist invites them to help him paint, and then Prince William goes, my wife, she's the arty one. Like, you, like she'll do it. <laughs> like, no, let her. And so it's a really cute moment because she's clearly so, like, happy, but also a little nervous because it's this gorgeous painting. Yes, that's very being moving. Done. Yeah, like, right in front of her. And so she does, like, one brush, and mm-hmm. then she's like, is this fine or fine? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and then... Um, William teases her. Mm-hmm. I love I love when they tease each other. Yes. It just it's like, oh my God, please royal baby number four. But um <laughs> William goes that she almost ruined the picture. Yes. <laughs> but not like in a nagging rude way. It was like very cute and sweet and flirty. Yes. And then um William gets the brush and then he's like, Well, I'm probably gonna ruin the picture. Yeah. And then he does a very large in my opinion, a little too large of a a dollop. Yeah, it was a, a little too much paint and so he probably did ruin the picture, but I'm sure the artist and all of his infinite talent can fix it. But it's just so I mean, joyful. All the Royals reporters zoomed in on just those two little paint strokes <laughs> to be like, let's analyze these two paint strokes. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be like um, handwriting analysis, but like exactly. stroke analysis. Like, <laughs> exactly. what does this mean? Yeah. Um, and the painter, I, I apologize in advance to him if I mispronounce his name, but it's Darrow Vargas. That's um, why I didn't say it. I know. <laughs> I wanted to give him some props. Um, Darrow Vargas, and it's a beautiful painting. Um, and now it has two little brush strokes from the Cambridges. Yes. And okay, so we're going to briefly go into a less happy thing. Yeah. So this is interesting. And I, I so, okay, Karen Knightley wrote an essay um, in which she, talking about the realities of childbirth. <laughs> Sorry, that's a big yeah. 180 from the happy event we were just discussing. But she wrote an essay about the realities of childbirth and how she's irritated by how off how it's not really depicted in the media very much and so she gave the example of kate middleton and how three times kate middleton has had a child and all three times she has popped out hours later with a blowout looking beautiful with her makeup done just like holding an infant as if it just came from the stork Mm -hmm. and that bothers uh kira knightley so she said, um, this is also, she wrote an essay that was in a book. Um, it was part of a contribution to a book by Scarlett Curtis, Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. So um, in this sort of essay, it's actually a letter that Karen Knightley wrote to her three-year-old named Edie. Oh, and a warning, this is graphic. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say some bad words here. Uh, she writes, my vagina split. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you came up with your eyes open, arms up in the air, screaming. 
That's I like. Well, that's not so bad. Um, I remember the shit, the vomit, the blood, the stitches. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so like, I love Grey's Anatomy, but I cover my eyes every time something like this pops up. So I'm just like covering my eyes. <laughs> my legs are crossed as I'm reading this. Um, my shoes are crusted and sticky with the amniotic fluid of yesterday. She recalls they smell. I think Kira Knightley could get new shoes. Also, she was wearing shoes. Uh, questions. Um, and then she goes on and she addresses Kate Middleton directly or seems to. She says, seven hours after your fight with life and death, seven hours after your body breaks open and bloody screaming life comes out. Don't show. Don't tell. Stand there with your girl and be shot by a pack of male photographers, um, which, of course, she was. This stuff is easy. Yeah. It, it happens every day. What's the big deal? So does death, you shitheads. But you don't have to pretend that's easy. Woof. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So Lisa and I are feminists. Uh, we yes. have never danced around that. I think it's, of course, really important to talk about the realities of motherhood and of childbirth, though, as women who have not given birth yet, um, we are crossing our legs in horror and pain as we read this Literally. very graphic essay. Um, but of course, I think that's really important and beautiful. And I'm glad Kieran Knightley is saying that. I wish she didn't have to, like, insult Kate Middleton in the process. Yeah, I I think Kate's in a difficult position. And um, so I don't think she necessarily deserved to be called out. But I understand what Kira is trying to do. She's trying to be like, Kate, you should have been allowed to be in the hospital recovering. You should have been allowed to be a normal person. But I also think that, I mean, I know Kate feels a lot of pressure, but I think she makes her own de- decisions. And so yeah. it's kind of her job to show up. Yeah. Um, I get, I don't know, I think it's not completely fair to to call her out of all people. I think there's so many other issues about women after childbirth that we could Wait, discuss. You sent me one um, a D, via DM um, mm. the Shaws of Sunset. Oh yes. So recently <laughs> um, Lily Galici from the Shaws of Sunset um, had a baby last week and she posted an Instagram that was SpawnCon about her fake eyelashes. It was literally the announcement of her child and she was she's like... She's in the hospital room like covered in a blanket. Yeah and she's holding her baby and she's like oh my god I'm so glad you chose me to be your mother. Um, also I'm so glad that I wore these eyelashes by brand, 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 brand whatever. Hashtag SpawnCon hashtag ad. Yeah. And I was like oh boy. So there's that. Uh, there's that example then there's Kate Middleton and also for what I'll say I'll say this um I remember when George was born and like I've said in the past I watched it with I was on vacation with my family at a Jersey Shore beach house and I was with like eight cousins and when Kate came we all watched the door waiting for Kate Middleton to come out when she did remember she was wearing the blue and white polka dot dress who could forget she looked so radiant but she still had a belly and you could still see it. And I remember my yeah. littlest cousin was maybe 11 and she was like, wait, why does she still have a belly? Like, that's weird. Like the baby's out of her. And so then, of course, like all my aunts descended to my grandma to explain that, of course, you don't lose the belly right away. And she only gave birth a couple of hours ago. And it was actually a teaching moment. So, yes, of course, Kate Middleton comes out with a blowout and looking radiant and wearing makeup and things like that. But she hasn't exactly hidden from the rea- she hasn't hidden the realities of pregnancy and childbirth either to it. I mean, as much as she can. I think especially, it was important to see that belly, especially with her um, horrible um, morning sickness. Yes. Hyper, I can't pronounce the word. Yeah, it's, it's like the Latin it's term like for HG. it. Yes, it's exactly. Like, like extreme morning sickness. And so because of that, she had to announce her pregnancy each time quite early on in the pregnancy. Yeah. And then also people knew that she was just like throwing up and yeah that was probably a little bit embarrassing to admit but it shouldn't be embarrassing at all because it's 
just yeah. a thing that happens. But I mean, I wouldn't want people to know that I routinely vomit so hard I almost die. But that's what happened to Kate Middleton. And she everyone knew that. And to have the press reporting on that when she gets in trouble, even when she shows her knees, like, let's I don't know. It I just wish a... she didn't call her a shithead. I know. That's not nice. Actually, I don't think she called. She said her... she said it happens. Every, this stuff is easy. It happens every day. What's the big deal? So does death, you shitheads. And you don't have to pretend that's easy. And I think she means of... you shitheads like the male photographers. OK. I hope I so. I think she's calling like society the shitheads. Okay. But okay. still, same essay. I just, yeah, I don't I don't love it. I, I wish there were ways to discuss this that didn't have to insult another woman for her choices. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um meanwhile, there's one more pregnant middleton to go. Good grief. Good grief. We're not throwing out hints there. We're not trying to get pregnant. <laughs> no. Our We're drinking friends. our pizzeritas. Yeah, exactly. Uh no. Meanwhile, Pippa Middleton <laughs> is expected to give birth literally any hour now it could be happening as we're recording um she's supposed to also have her baby at the lindo wing yes. of st mary's they were fo- she and her husband james matthews were photographed um leaving the lindo wing or entering it was one of those things either yeah coming you know, or going just checking on your bed i think it was uh leaving because people people were like oh she che- she's it checked in but they're like oh no, no she's just visiting just visiting um just assessing her room or maybe having a doctor's appointment yeah and um, but like today tuesday i saw these daily mail images of her and it's just paparazzi pictures and they say in the head like nine months pregnant pippa middleton <laughs> like not nine the months. best descriptor nobody like, wants that literally nine months like she can pop at any moment and yeah. we are so excited to see what little cousin yeah our little royals get and yeah, I don't know. I assume it's going to be a classic name. It won't have to be as classic as Kate's choices because, yeah, you maybe know, they could take Arthur. Oh yeah, maybe finally someone will take Arthur. That's all we wanted. Um, so yeah, we're best wishes out to Pippa, and that we hope she has a blessed delivery and as easy as humanly possible, and not covered in vomit and amniotic fluid as it happened with Karen Knightley. Yeah. Um, so that's the Middletons. Um, one more quick thing, because God knows I'm not giving her too much airtime, but. Uh-uh. Samantha Markle. <laughs> she won't stop. She won't stop. She's still in the UK. Um, so she was photographed, which the style of the photograph to me is very reminiscent of when Thomas Markle was at an internet cafe looking at town and country <laughs> slideshows of his own daughter. But uh, Samantha Markle arrived at Kensington Palace holding a theatrically large like letter to give to Meghan and wasn't allowed past security. Also, it should be noted that today we saw the trailer for The Royal World, not The Real World, The Royal World, which is a new MTV reality show in which Meghan Markle's nephew, so I assume, I don't know if it was the child of... Samantha, or if it's a child of Megan's she's awful got brother. so many family members. Yeah, so he's going to be on it, and it's just like totally trashy. So the Markles are Markling. Yeah, exactly, per usual. So check out those photos. I mean, if you want to get an ulcer, but she <laughs> was in a, <laughs> she did say like commenting on the contents of the letter that she tweeted, everybody would love to know what's in this letter. And then she put up a, a bunch of emojis, like an angel and a kissy face. You have not learned your lesson. No. No. Not if you're like being coy and putting up an angel face. Also, I think I gave a really effective lecture on entitlement last episode <laughs> and she clearly did not listen. She deeply, deeply didn't. Uh, um, ugh. So let's just move past that. And yeah. um, I think we can go on to the highs and lows. Yeah. yeah. So before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My high is... 
Oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about Cressida and Chelsea hanging out. Yes. Just like the image of them. Yes. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for giving me this high. <laughs> I just want to hang out with them. Yeah, 100%. Like, do they want to DM drink me? tequila. Actually, I just closed my DMs on Twitter because of some crazy people. Crazy people, please leave Lisa alone, by the yes. way. Um, my high is the idea of whatever Beatrice is going to wear and whatever Fergie is going to wear because I think it'll be wacky. And then um, also that... Kate reward my favorite dress. Aww, <laughs> I just I love, love that, that dress. I love that that's your favorite dress. I think it says a lot about you. You're classy. Oh, thank you. I just like that color. You don't see that color a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's not an Alexander McQueen coat dress. So that's why I like Always it. refreshing. Yeah. What is your low? My low is that I think it's very rude that the royal wedding is so early. Yeah. Because they know that everyone around the world is watching and Megan's was a little bit later. Like it was like, well, it was a Saturday is the key. So yeah. whatever, we could get up and then take a nap. Whereas Friday we have to go to work. Well, you you do, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be in France, like <laughs> living it up in Paris. Oh my God, I'm Caitlin. My life is so awful. <laughs> Listen, I have foie gras to eat. Okay, <laughs> I have to get moving. But yeah, like it's kind of rude. Like. 4.30 for us, like 1.30 for our friends on the West Coast. That's just rude, you guys. Well, honestly, all of like the time change aside, who wants to go to a wedding at 9.30 in the morning? Because it's 9.30 in the morning their time. Seriously, and isn't like the ideal wedding like a Saturday night wedding? Yeah, you can't get drunk at night. I mean, you could, but yeah. as their guest, like- I'm going to try. <laughs> you're not drinking at 9.30 in the morning on a Friday. It's just, I don't know. It's a long day also yeah. for them. And even for her, think about- Eugenie and Beatrice and Fergie, are they getting up at 3 a.m. to have their makeup done? You know? Think about how intense a wedding schedule is when you're a bridesmaid in a normal wedding, let alone a royal wedding that starts at 9.30. Woof. Um, Anyway. Rude. Just rude. What's your low? Oh, Samantha Markle, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Samantha Markle and people being mean to Lisa on the internet. People are so mean. Covering politics is hard. It's very hard, you guys. I'm having a lot of anxiety. Anyway, at least I have my pizza, Rita. Um, (laughs) So you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to please ask us any and all questions. We also love when our foreign correspondents give us their royal sightings. And this time, we especially want to hear from you guys about how you're watching the royal wedding. So email us, tag us, etc. And remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to read a real review that I've not yet read. So (laughs) my reaction will be genuine. Yes. Oh, okay. This one says that we are the Princess Charlotte of podcasts. (laughs) I think that's so accurate. That's amazing. We are amazing, elegant, beautiful, (laughs) ethereal beings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tiny, tiny geniuses. Yeah. So it's from... Smiley Riley, um, and they write, I am obsessed with this podcast. Caitlin and Lisa are so entertaining and witty. I look forward to this podcast every single week. We do a great job of switching up the content. It's not just about one facet over and over again. They truly delve into all aspects of these wonderful humans and the magnificent work that they do. If only I could sip a royal cocktail with them while listening on my way to work. Yeah, don't do that. No. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. No, especially not first thing in the morning on a Thursday. But drink after. Like when you get home at night. Yeah. If, if you, you so choose. If you want to, but no pressure. Yeah. Um, so, yes, follow us. Uh, follow this show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And please, please join the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. We're looking forward to seeing your chat about the Royal Wedding. Yeah, I can't wait. And you can follow us. You can follow me, Lisa, on Instagram and Twitter 
which sometimes private, sometimes not, depending on <laughs> the harassment I'm getting, um, at Lisa Raya. And you can read my writing at The Cut. Yes. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read more of my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God save the pod. I love my pizza Rita. <laughs> not, hashtag not spot Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.